Welcome to the Kosafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Said. Welcome to another episode of the Kasafa Show, where we look ahead to the historic inaugural Kasafa Women's Champions League that we played next month, and which will serve as a qualifier for the continental competition, which is scheduled to take place in Cairo later this year. We'll hear from representatives of all seven sides that will be taking part in the brand new Kasafa competition, which runs from August 26 to September 4, and is the organization's first club tournament opening up a new era for the region. In case you missed it, Thursday's draw saw South Africa's Mamalodi Sundowns as the seeded side in Group A. They'll be playing along with Lesotho Defence Force, double action ladies from Botswana, and Eswatini's Manzini Wanderers. The three-team Group B contains Zambia's Green Buffaloes, Black Rhino's Queens from Zimbabwe, and Namibia's Tura Magic. The top two sides in each pool will advance to the semifinals. The competition has been long in the planning, as Kasafa General Secretary Sue De Tom will explain to us later in the show. But first, let's get the thoughts of the coaches and players following this week's draw. Coach Carol Kanyemba from Green Buffalo's Ladies in Zambia has her eye on a place at the CAF Champions League finals. Carol, just your reaction to the draw. Very interesting draw, which has placed you in the favorable three team group, but also challenging looking at the teams you're up against. Well, um, the draws are good. Um, the challenge is there because the greatest challenge is having to face a team that you've never faced before. So that's the greatest challenge. We don't know what they're coming up with. So every team is strong in its own way because the first games against the new team are always uh, scary. So we'll put in our efforts and uh, try to get the best out of this group. we we'll really do our level best. So you've never seen them play both teams? Not really. Not really the same. So that's our homework now, right now. But I'm sure you know some individual players. Um, a few of them, but can't mention by name. Uh, followed some of them. And as I say, it's a it's a pretty group. Um, Do you feel like um, there there is an advantage in a way for you? I can't really say there is an advantage uh, because of the challenge. Maybe it is because only one team has to go down, and no one wants to be that one team. That's the greatest challenge. So there'll be a lot of hard work in our group. Look, players coming back from the Olympics. Um, they could be highly motivated. You look at the game against Brazil, it was a close contest. And despite being a player down through with China as well. So I guess you are coming. How many players, by the way? And, and what kind of confidence does this give to your team? Well, the Olympics really are going to bring in very much confidence in the girls. And uh, it's also in the team, the girls that remain back home. They will believe in the girls because of the wonderful performance that they put up. So it will really motivate the team. So we pray that um, even the, the ones that were injured or had knocks will come back healthy to join the team in training and help with the coordination because they've been away for a while from the team. And, you know, systems are different from the club and the national team. So they have to blend in the system of the club right now. So the little time that we have, we really have to work on our coordination. But the morale is high and the confidence levels are very high. So they really bring in very good uh, motivation and confidence in the rest of the team members. And what's the state of club football uh, in Zambia? 
uh, women's football in Zambia is really improving. Uh, it's been in existence for a while, but just recently that's when they introduced the National Women's League, which has brought in a lot of competition because uh, it's it's at the highest level and uh, a lot of teams are getting the best out of it from our sponsors. So every team, every player is working hard uh, to be the champions of the inaugural National League. So it has really brought in a lot of competition uh, in Zambia. I can say it has really improved. Mm-hmm. So you're going to Cairo? Yes, we're definitely going to Cairo. I want to be the first ones to represent Zambia at the CAF Championship. Not afraid of any other team in this uh, We respect them, but we're not afraid of them. Coach Jerry Shabalala from Mamelodi Sundowns Ladies gives his reaction to the draw. Coach, would you say you've prepared thoroughly um, for this tournament? Because also, your league has but at least uh, you've been playing throughout this year. Look, we were very fortunate because our league was playing despite the fact that uh, it was stopped. Uh, what I can say is we, we prepared quite well for this tournament, but it wasn't only for this tournament. Remember, it was also for the league. So basically, I would say we, we were prepared. And also, can you tell us a bit about your trap your in terms of the structure of women's football and, and also uh, where you're from and how many age groups you have and, and a bit his, of history about the, the team? The structure of the team, as you may be aware, we, we, fall, we fall under the development, under the academy of uh, Melody Sundowns, despite, despite being under the academy, but we are called a senior team, an elite team. So in that way, the team, the team consists of their own head coach, assistant coach, our own physios, you know, the technical team, we've got our own technical team. But the unfortunate part is that we, we don't have yet, we don't yet have the development for girls, but it's something which is in the pipeline. Spoke with the management to say, look, we need to have the juniors to under 13, under 15, which is something which is on the table with the management. Hopefully by next year it will be approved. And don't be surprised when you see Mamelodi Sundowns under 13 and under 15 women's, women's, women's team. I think in recent years you also share some similar benefits to the senior men's team as well. Yes, we do share the same benefits with the, with the senior team. Uh, we, we normally use the same gym. We normally use the same training grounds. Though they've got their own, we've got ours. We are based at, at our headquarters at Clerkop. So we we more we more treated like our first team. And, and also, do you believe that the introduction of this Kosafa uh, Women's Champions League will improve uh, women's football in the region? It's long overdue. It's long overdue. I believe it will it will have a, a huge role in, in improving the, the football, not not only in the Kosafa region, for the entire African African country. If you can just have a look just now, the previous Olympics, all our African teams, we we hardly we hardly go through to the next round or so, you know. But with the Kosafa, with the Kosafa and the KF coming on board, so definitely I believe we'll have that chance to compete with the other European with the other European countries. Why would that be? Be, well, why would the KF help us? Because of the level of competition amongst the players. You know, one would know that after winning my, my local league, chances are there for me to go and compete with the other African countries. Why not Why not us having a, a FIFA World Club champ, which is something that I'm hoping in near future will come. So the ladies will be more motivated to say, let us do our best so we can compete with the best in the world. What would it mean to take the club to the inaugural KF Women's Champions League? It would, mean, it would mean a lot, you know, if if you could recall, this is something that I always repeat on my interviews. If you if you recall when our previous president, Dr. Patrice Mutsipa, when he took over at Mamelodi Sundowns, he said he wants Mamelodi Sundowns to dominate African football. He wasn't just mentioning 
from the man's side. Uh, you're talking about a visionary of a leader. They, he knew that something like this will come. So now it's our chance as Sundance, Sundance Ladies Football Team to go out there and fulfill our president's vision. That's wrong. So you, you're an effortful group. And also when you look on the other side, some formidable teams as well. And what do you make of the project? Look, the draw is exciting as, as it is. Uh, when having when having having four, four four teams in your group, it gives you a good chance to have you will be able to play three three games while the other teams will only be able to play two games, you know. So when it comes to match fitness, it will also give your girls a better idea of what to expect after winning after that's if after winning your group. So that will give us a better idea of what to expect. So the draw, I'm happy with the draw, especially that we in a 14 group. What will it take? And looking at how tricky, because the tournament situation sometimes, it's not about how prepared they are. It can be very tricky. What will it take for you to get to Cairo? Definitely, it will be very tricky. But for us to get to Cairo, it's just for us to win the, just for us to win the Kozava. So that will give us a ticket to, to Cairo. When is your link coming back? Uh, we're scheduled to resume, to resume on, the, on the 7th of August. Coach Langani Katoa from the Lesotho Defence Force gives an insight into his side, which is mostly made up of soldiers. Dad, um, you've got a very interesting group. Uh, you've got uh, sundowns. Um, you also have a double action. And also you have the wonders as well. And you, you have to be in the top three places. What yes, I think it's not interesting. It's very tough. It's a very tough group. But I think everybody wants to qualify to the next round. So uh, we, have, we have to be prepared to do that. So like we don't know each other. So it will be very difficult. But I hope and I believe in my, I believe in my team and their capabilities. So they will they will work very hard to qualify for the next round. Mm-hmm. Yes. Shavanane. Hey. Uh, I'm sure you're also looking at yes, you all want to qualify and go to yes. and go to Cairo. Also, this is an opportunity to test yourself and as the teams in the region get that good competition and, and maybe also uh, because this tournament will also be broadcast um, all over. Um, it's an, it's an opportunity for, for, for the players as well. Yes, sir. definitely. It's a very big opportunity because as I speak, we don't have many players in our country that are playing up abroad. So it will be a very big opportunity for them to give themselves exposure to play for teams that are in South Africa or any country. So I think that experience will give even our national team to improve. So I do believe this competition will definitely improve our young players to become better players. Lidiana Amamus is vice-captain of Tura Magic from Namibia, and she is very much looking forward to meeting other teams from the region. You're a very interesting group. You've got Reynolds, you also have uh, Buffaloes as well, and two strong teams uh, from um, two strong women's football countries in the region. 
I think it's an interesting team or a group, like you said, but also nobody wants to be the team that does not qualify for the semifinals. So we are all going to work. Definitely, we are going to work hard because we all want to qualify for the semifinals and definitely play um, in the CAF Champions League. I think my team will work in here with what we have to offer. We do not fear our opponents, but we do respect them. But what we have to bring to the table, I think, is great quality and great passion for the game. So I think our team is good to go. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with some of the teams? No, we haven't seen them play yet, but we will definitely see how they play. And we are obviously, like I said, we don't focus on what they have to bring to the table. We need to work on our strengths and what we have to bring on the table because we have never played against them and we cannot count on experience when it comes to playing against them because we don't know how they play. What's this Champions League, Women's Champions League? I think um, it's now something we all have something to play for, not only to win the leagues in our countries, but also to qualify for the Champions League. This is not only a win for the Saudi region, but also for the continent as a whole. It is a great deal for the whole African continent. And what can you say about the state of women's football um, at club level, uh, women's football in, in Namibia? I think at the moment, obviously, we don't have a league running due to the restrictions um, because of COVID-19. But hopefully, um, they will be relaxed. The regulations will be relaxed. And we can start playing more football. And because you learn through playing and competition also increases when you get to play more games. When last did you play? We played in April. April was the last time we played. We played the Women's Super Cup, which we also used to qualify for the Kosovo Women's Championship. So now you've just been training? Yes. On our own, because currently um, we have regulations, as I mentioned before, we cannot have gatherings more than 10 people. Our president is going to talk on Friday, and hopefully we will be able to um, have contact sports will also be allowed, hopefully, and then we can train as a team. Coach Melvin Moyo from Black Rhino Queens is hopeful that his Zimbabwean side can advance to the semifinals. Melvin, very interesting group. Uh, I've been asking your colleagues. Yes. I know that uh, you also have similar challenges, especially with Namibia, in terms of restrictions. But maybe just firstly on, 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 on the draw. On the draw. Thank you. Yeah, I know it's an exciting draw, and we are looking forward to it. Uh, three teams, it won't be easy. Like uh, my colleagues have said, we don't know each other. Maybe say for Zambia, that has been in the Olympics recently. We just saw some of the some of their good players, but we don't know those that are, those that play for 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 green performers. But yeah, we are looking forward to to that tournament. What will be key for you to come out of this group? Because it's a tricky group. Yes, it is, but uh, we just have to remain focused and uh, not focus much on the opponents. We do our things and do our things right, then we can take it from there. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the state of women's football in Zimbabwe? Yeah, it's, uh, it's really coming up. Unfortunately, due to this uh, COVID pandemic, then you get to... To, to come to a halt, but it's really improving, as you know. We're the first to qualify our mighty orders to the last Olympics Games in Brazil, so it's really coming up. Mm-hmm. And when when last did Rhinos play? Oh, last played uh, like in 2019. Last year we didn't play, but been, last year we've been training patches here and there. This year we haven't been training as uh, due to these restrictions. We've been giving our players uh, individual. Trainings and you meet uh, our physical, I mean, our fitness trainers and coaches monitoring the players, visiting them individually, seeing their progress.
Matugonolo Siromola is the assistant coach of Double Action Ladies from Botswana, and he gives his insights into the competition. Uh, Matoni, let's, let's, let's look at your draw. Wanderers, you have LGF and the Sundowns. What do you make of it? Yeah, obviously, everybody wished to be on the A side, which, which is having three teams. But because the draw have put us with the, the, the four teams, uh, Sundowns is a big team, but we are ready for them. We just respect them for being sundowns, like we, we are sharing the double action side, and we will go all the way to give them a good fight. And to be fair and also to be honest, uh, we've seen good growth, good results from Botswana women's football in Yeah, football, women's football is growing big in Botswana, but as you know, we, we haven't been playing for long, so that's the, the challenge we are having. Like now, we are trying to prepare girls back to play of which is not easy, but uh, come competition day, we'll be ready. Could this come, by the way, the issue of teams not training, not playing? Mm, it's not an excuse, because at the end of the day, we have to be here and we have to be ready. And by so saying, we'll be ready by then. What's your target? We have to go to Egypt. We have to go to Egypt. So with the, the, the four teams, then I have to target semi-final, then the rest will follow. But my target coming here will be Egypt. Manzini Wanderers captain Precious Rane knows the task facing her Eswatini side. Sister Mille, very interesting group that you also have. Four teams, only two can come out. For Sundowns, you've got the City Defence Force, you've got Double Action. As I've said, only two can come out. What do, what do you make? I don't want to say maybe you're wishing you're in the three-team group, but what do you make of your top group eight? My group is very tough, but I think we need a cut to be the top two to be part of the top two. What do you think you have to do to get there? Mm -hmm. There's nothing much. Working hard, do things as a team, that's all we need to do. And women's club football uh, in Eswatini, India? Mm, the standards are very low. Since we don't have much sponsors, we run the team with our pockets, so it's very hard for us. Mm -hmm. And how do you think uh, the Kosaka Women's Champions League is going to assist I think it will help us, like, for your recognition. Kasafa General Secretary Sude Tomes admits that the Women's Champions League concept has been long in the making for the regional organization. Um, so it's a proud moment. Um, we've been talking about it for some time now, having the Kosafa Women's Champions League. Uh, yes, we know that it's the first with uh, the Cup Women's Champions League, but ju just, just to see here on the regional front, um, finally, the city is well running. In, indeed, and I, I'm glad you remember that, uh, Veli, that we have actually had it on our radar for, for some time now and uh, had developed our, our format, etc. cetera. Um, but, uh, you know, with it coming on in this more uh, official capacity, if you want to call it that, um, as a qualifier for CAF is always, I think it, it kind of adds stature uh, to the tournament. Um, we had really hoped that uh, we'd be able to kick it off with a with a bang and have all 14 uh, teams, and that's that's how our format, you know, was set up. In fact, it was set up for 14, and we would have two invitational teams. Uh, as a qualifier, it's difficult to have an invitational. Um, but um, you know, with with some of our, our countries not having played women's football or any football last year, and uh, quarantine and flights and etc., uh, you know, we weren't able to get, for instance, the islands. So we take what we can get this year, um, and uh, know that next year we. Certainly, going to you know do our damnedest to to increase 
the current seven to at least ten, you know, next year, and uh, and hopefully beyond that. Mm -hmm. Could you ask more how the format is going to work now in terms of getting uh, the regularity to to Cairo? Um, well, we've uh, we've got the two the two groups as we saw in the draw. Um, unfortunately, the one is has got three and the other one's got four because we had one of our one of our teams that had um, you know um, registered their their participation, but because of the the uh, club licensing uh, regulations, they uh, were disqualified by their own national association on one or two points. I'm not quite sure which. Um, so we've got a group of four and a group of three, um, and uh, we play in the normal you know in in the normal manner, and then it will be. Uh, the top two from, from each uh, group going through to the semifinals and through to the finals. One team only. It's winner takes all to go to Egypt. And that is, uh, I believe, I don't think they finalized the dates, but I think it's in the November uh, international window. Mm, only one team. Only one team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and yes. You just mentioned something very interesting, that the club licensing. Um, <clears throat> how does that work? And do you also see this as an opportunity where now uh, all the teams are going to take um, all those operations serious, knowing that next year this is coming, we, we have to comply. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, quite a few of the uh, of the teams here are the ladies section of the men's. Um, so the club as a whole uh, obviously will have knowledge of the of the uh, of the club licensing regulations. Being a first time uh, on, on women's clubs, um, the regulations have been have been put in place but are much lower than, than the men because we need to, to give um, ladies standalone clubs or ladies sections, et cetera, time, you know, to, to get themselves there. But um, certainly, you know, your, your main criteria, your, uh, your, your financial criteria, um, every, you know, team must have not necessarily their own stadium, but have regular access. They must have guaranteed access to a stadium for their training or for their matches. Um, and most particularly in terms of the, of, of the coaching licenses. Um, so this year, they've, uh, CAF have been very lenient to give an opportunity um, for the clubs to, to, to catch up so um, the head coach uh, this year um, uh, an A, B or C license a CAF A, B or C license so C is you know sort of quite low down in terms uh, in comparison with men's for instance um, by next year that will have changed um, the assistant coaches this year no requirements that will change next year so um, it's it's forcing clubs you know who've got ladies sections or who are a standalone ladies club to get their house in order um, across you know the administrative criteria uh, the sporting criteria uh, technical, etc. Et it's really good um, because it means that this is business, and um, it's it's protecting the stature, I think, of the competition as well. That you know there are guidelines and there are barriers to entry, as we've seen, you know, from uh, from the club in in Mozambique that was uh, unfortunately disqualified. So um, I, I think it's very good all around. And then finally, in terms of what are the other important details around the tournament that you'd like to share? Um, no, I don't think uh, any kind of anything in, in particular. I, you know, it's a tournament as we always do. Um, uh, and of course, being a qualifier that will be run uh, at the level at which we always organize our tournaments, no matter whether it's an under 17 or what it is. Um, everybody has to register their, you know, their players, their teams, etc. 
etc. on the CAF uh, competition system, the CMS, you know, which then spits out the start lists and, and whatever. So it's business as usual. Um, I think also what it's, you know, what it does do is to acclimatize. Uh, it acclimatizes all of these teams. So, you know, um, whoever the, the numero uno from Casafa is and is going to the CAF, uh, the, the, the CAF final tournament, it will have acclimatized them to what to expect. So when they don't, when they get to the CAF tournaments, not, you know, uh, a clap on the back of their head and you think, oh my gosh, what, what's this? And that's the way we run all our tournaments. Whether you're under 17 or whether you the senior national teams, you, you know, you, you conduct yourselves in the same manner and you register, register your players and, you know, uh, comply. That's it for another episode of the Kasafa Show. We look forward to the start of many of our domestic leagues across the region next month. And of course, those 2022 World Cup qualifiers are just a little over four weeks away. We'll bring you all the build-up to those in later episodes. Don't forget, you can listen to more of our podcasts on Sokoladuma Radio, Kasafa.tv, Spotify, and iTunes. And you can also get the latest news via our website at www.kasafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok.